when we think of religion, we have a particular idea in our heads. An idea built upon what we're used to, what our family taught us, what society around us taught us, how we felt, how we saw it, how our country dictates it, and overall what we hear about it from people we love and care about. Religion is completely manufactured by your own perspective, by your own worldview. Religion on itself is it's, it's quite plain. It doesn't carry any emotional, neither does it actually carry any logical meaning. It is an individual that makes it have some sort of weight. In this episode, we'll be talking about how religion is perceived by Hindus, in particular the Hindus of Bali. There's this great example of a man who saw smoke in the distance from the forest. So he knew that smoke comes from fire and he knew that if there was smoke coming out of the forest, there must be a forest fire. So from a distance, he saw the smoke appearing from the forest and he immediately deduced the forest fires happening there. And then afterwards, he approaches the forest closer and he could see that there are other clues that there's actually humans in the forest, that the forest is not alone and that it might not be a forest fire. It might just be a fire in the forest itself. Eventually, the man enters into the forest and sees that there is a family camping and they have a campfire. And that is where the smoke from the forest was coming from. At first, he thought that there was a forest fire. Eventually, he found out that the cause of the smoke might be from another source. And then lastly, he figured out it was a campfire from, uh, from humans who were camping in the forest. So, when we look at something from different perspectives we gain very different understandings. In this episode, we won't really be talking about God and how God is perceived in many different ways because that is, in my humble opinion, extremely personal. What we're going to talk about here is the phenomena of religion, religion and spirituality. Why? Because religion is a social construct. It is... Um, relatable to everyone. It's a bit more objective than our individual perceptions of God, right? Which is a bit more, su- which is subjective and which depends how you grow up, what you're told and so forth and obviously what you believe in. However, religion is actually a sociological um, phenomena and it is perceived in so many different ways that it can actually trigger a lot of different emotions within people. 
And I know that if you come from a secular Western country, looking at how the Balinese pride themselves in Hinduism might seem quite um, might seem quite uncommon. Let's just put it that way. I wouldn't say it seems degrading, although for some it might. I wouldn't say it seems peaceful and upgrading, because for some it might. But it does seem uncommon from a country that you're used to that's a bit more secular, or from an environment or family that, that's a bit more secular, coming into a country like Indonesia that's extremely religious. And this is one of the most difficult um, things to really comprehend the insider perspective of how the Balinese think of agama or religion and how of a foreigner or even a non-Balinese, no matter the nationality, even an Indonesian, might see it from a very different perspective than someone in the village praying to their ancestral deities. Firstly, from an Abrahamic point of view, which is the point of view of most of the world, because most of the world abide by Christianity and Islam, the concept of religion is very, very different. You have a particular concept of God that's not only monotheistic, but predominantly male, jealous God, and a God that wrote down scripture, a God that has uh, people he... Uh, has covenant with or has a particular affection with or for it is a very different perspective right there's the ten commandments there's the four pillars of islam there's the covenant between abraham and god there is the testaments there is a whole variety of how god interacts with man and how it can be interpreted as the church or the prophet, or a sacred text. There is a variety of ways of how religion is eventually perceived. However, uh, from my understanding and from my perspective, the Abrahamic faith really does rely on a particular structure. It relies on a body and it relies on a society. It has definitions. It has clear definitions of what is and what is not. It is, I wouldn't say rigid, but it has a framework that sticks to itself and that is of high importance. It is a defining characteristic. That is really not the case in Eastern religions. Um, Eastern religions go beyond Hinduism also to Buddhism and Jainism and Sikhism and Confucianism and um, the whole myriad of Asian religions. The concept and the idea of religion within these Eastern traditions compares religion more to a flowing body of water, a river. The river has particular sources, not just one, but many many different tributaries make up a river. The river, throughout its entire course, meanders according to its landscape. But its main purpose is to flow, to keep moving, and to benefit anyone along the banks of the river by providing water and fertile soil, by providing food and by providing shelter and transport.
eventually, the river has many distributaries, many different branches that it breaks up into. But it all eventually leads to the ocean. This is the most perfect analogy ever when it comes to how Eastern religions view religion. In fact, this was how the Balinese and Indonesians in general viewed religion as Agama Tirta, the religion of holy water, the religion that flows. It is about really adapting to situations according to the different time, place, and circumstance. Instead of really defining something from the very beginning and sticking to it till the very end. In other words, it constantly evolves, right? And this is what makes Hinduism the world's oldest religion. If you want to call it a religion, of course. The world's oldest religion. Simply because it doesn't have a particular framework. It continuously builds up on itself. As long as it provides benefit to the people at that particular time and space. And it continues to develop into many different branches, but that's okay. It's still water. It's still a river. It might have a different name, but that's fine. Because in essence, it is the same. It will lead to the same goal. This is how religion is viewed in Eastern traditions by Hindus, by Hindu Balinese. This is the perfect example of it, and this is how they see it. And it is one of the most beautiful analogies of how religion can be perceived as. Because it f- it's just meant to flow. It's meant to adapt. It's meant to be beneficial. But it's meant to still lead to the very same goal. And you see the stark, the, the stark difference between how Abrahamic religions perceive um, religion itself and how Eastern traditions perceive religion it is extremely different and this is fundamental to understand when you have a Balinese coming up to you saying oh I'm Hindu it doesn't necessarily have to click in your head the same way it should when someone says oh I'm a Muslim or I'm a Christian yes that person might be a Hindu but might be worshipping a different god might express his or her faith in a very different way might have a very, very contradicting belief system than the second Hindu person on the street. Of course, there's foundations of the faith. For example, the belief in the soul, the belief in reincarnation, the belief in um, some sort of divine energy or divine rhythm, uh, and so forth, right? There is that fundamental underlying principles at place. However, its expression... And more importantly, its application is extremely personal and really varies according to time and place. As I've mentioned before, Indonesia does restrict how religion is to be expressed, how religion is to be thought, and how religion is to be um, to be perceived as, right? And I've covered this in a previous episode about how Hinduism in particular is expressed in modern-day Indonesia in this current century in this era however that is also new right that only existed since the 1950s before that the hinduism in bali was completely different and in the future we can't 
ascertain if it would remain the same. It might change as well. And that is the beauty of it. That is what makes it eternal. Because it is never one thing. That is the fluidity of Hinduism and the fluidity of these cultures that allows itself to be preserved and to carry on and literally flow through time and space. So the next time when you have a Balinese coming up to you think about thinking about religion or talking about religion or discussing about religion, step away from your particular worldview and try to understand the worldview of the person you're talking with. Try to step yourself in his or her shoes and just try to understand that you might have a particular stigma towards religion. Positive or negative, it doesn't really matter. But your stigma exists. Similarly, the other person's stigma too. Religion to, to most people is a particular set of rules and regulations. However, to most Hindus, it is spirituality. It goes beyond rules and regulations to an expression of individual faith and, and, and moral structure towards how one would develop a connection or yoga with the world, the, the rhythm of the world or the, the God or the energy of the world or the soul of the world and oneself. In these religions, technically speaking, in Hinduism, there are many different ways of looking at God, including atheism. Uh, there is just so many different perspectives of how God is and how God interacts with the world that there is no one particular method. Again, in Indonesia, Hinduism has to remain monotheistic, but one's relationship with God and how God is expressed also really varies. Some view God as the supreme deity that one can never be a part of. Some perceives oneself to then eventually merge into God and take up the identity of God, and so forth. Even within Hinduism today in Indonesia, where the place of God is highly, um, a, a highly important requirement of being recognized as a religion, still the position of God within the soul and the position of God with the soul and within this universe is quite contradictory and quite um, personal as well. And this just again shows how fluid this religion is and how it doesn't necessarily have one answer to everything. So bear in mind the next time and just keep this at the back of your head whenever religion is being discussed, whenever God is being pulled up in the sentence, and more importantly, in the next following episodes of Being Bali.